In today's episode of The Fab, we're talking all about our favorite subject, us. Get to know Lauren and I as we discuss what makes us proud, childhood traumas, and which Powerpuff Girl we would be. It's our first episode! I feel like this has been coming since 1997. Oh my god, yeah, such a long time coming. Um, I'm so excited. I'm literally... Shitting my pants with excitement. Like it only took a fucking pandemic, literally, <laughs> to get us to just sit down. First of all, okay, so the this is I don't even know where to start. Um, this is our podcast. It's fab. It's fearless and bold conversations that we are having with each other, best friends. You're included. Conversations that we have on a daily basis anyway. And conversations about things that are going on in our lives, that are going on in the world, and probably going on between the voices in my head. Absolutely. Susan and Jeff. <laughs> um, so, for everybody that doesn't know, we... So I'm JT. And I'm Lauren. Um, and we have known each other for... Eight years? Nine years? Eight years. Yes, because, um, when we met your son, who just turned nine... Yes. ...was not even two. No. Um... We'll just round up to eight. Which hurts my internal, like... You don't even like uh, kids, uh, which... uh. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a kid person. No. Which, I keep telling people maybe that'll change one day. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it will. I think as I've... I used to love kids. Mm-hmm. And I think as I've gotten older, I'm just like... I don't know if... I don't know... I don't know if kids are for me. If you or anybody else listening can relate. I... Yes, I'm a mother. I am not a kid person, but kids love me this person mowing his grass is literally gonna he kill has me got to go. <laughs> you had all fucking weekend my guy um so yeah kids love me generally and it's very annoying very annoying when i don't have my child i want to be so alone that like people don't even know if i exist oh my god so i feel very alone a lot of the times because i feel I have reached the age where I am the minority when it comes to children. I don't... Everybody around me has them and I just have no desire. At least at this current state of my life. Right. Like I said, I've I've been saying, because my mom's always, you know, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? And I'm like, maybe when I'm 40. Maybe not marriage, but maybe kids. Mm-hmm. But I want to, like, get some shit done. And I'm a busy girl on the go. Right. And I don't have time or energy to, like, carry around a car seat. It's so much work. Um, Honestly, being a single mom works really well for me because, luckily, he does see his dad. True. So, it's not a 50-50 situation, but I definitely do get the alone time that I so desperately need. 
So it works. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we have known each other for eight years. We met at work when we were working together. Um, we worked in a salon, a big salon. And I worked in guest services in a basement office. Literally, my job was to listen to people's complaints mm-hmm. and book their appointments. And and I did that only face to face. Yeah. And so we had very minimal interaction uh, with each other when we started. Mm-hmm. Or when I started. Because you had been there for a couple years? A year? I had worked there for almost two years, I think, at that point. And I was a student there as well. Yeah, so... It was like a salon slash cosmetology school situation. Um, so, yeah. Looking back, one of the worst jobs I've ever had. Oh, my God. Um, purely because of the boss that we had. The worst boss. Actually, I think that was probably the worst boss I've ever had. Um, so he and I ended up seeing eye to eye... At the end of things, I learned a lot from him, but you also know me like the eternal optimist. He yeah. made me cry many, many, <laughs> many, 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 many times. And so the idea for this podcast came about, I think, while you were... Um, Can I put my phone up here? Yeah. While you were, while we were working there together, I think. Yes, yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think it came actually from your ex. I think it was his idea for us to sit down and he was like, you guys should do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we were like, yes. That had to have been a, that's how I know it was a very long time ago. And... Now we're finally here. Mm-hmm. Literally, probably. I mean, at this point, it's probably, it was probably seven years yes. of saying that we're, we were going to do this and trying to get it off the ground. And not, don't get it twisted. This is not. This is very touch and go. This is not seven years of creative juices flowing. It's just seven years. Of- and so many iterations of this podcast yes. that we've gone through of being like. It's going to be about this, and it's called this, and then we're going to do this, and then being like, so I've sat with this for 48 hours, and I hate it now. Uh-huh. Like, let's take a break. Let's regroup. Let's, yeah. And then a lot of life experience, mm-hmm. which I feel like was needed. Yes. Because I feel like us in our early 20s would not have been saying the things that we are now. No. Um... So when we when we met, I'm gonna throw this over to you. What was your first impression? Because hmm. I have a very distinct first impression. Of I you. want you to go first then. Okay, so when I started, like I said, we worked on different floors of the salon. I worked in the in the basement with in like the spa, and mm-hmm. I had a separate office. 
you were like upstairs interacting with all the people. Um, you had windows. <laughs> And humans. I got to see the light of day, the sunrise, and the sunset. Yes. Um, and we didn't... I feel like for a, the first few months, I feel like there was not conversation. Because it was definitely... We were just... Like, there wasn't anything to have a conversation about. We mm-hmm. didn't know each other. There, We had nothing in our jobs that were really in common. Yeah. yeah. So, when... I think it was like somebody was going to be out and you were covering for somebody in the office with me because mm-hmm. I was supposed to have a staff of three to help me and I had a staff of about one. You were your staff of three. Yes. <laughs> I had one and eventually it was literally one girl Yeah. that was down there with me every day and it was... Anyway, that's a, that's a rant. Um, but I remember you coming down and I felt very sure that you hated me. I was like, oh, she does not like me. Cause you were very like, you were so confident in yourself. Like, or you, I guess you came across that way to me, like very confident, very self-assured. Um, you came into work every day, like with your makeup and your hair done and you knew everything cause you had been there. And you, but you were also very quiet and I am not a quiet person. Right. I'm a very loud person. Um, when it comes to like, I'm an introvert that pretends to be an extrovert. So when I'm in like a, a public setting, I'm very extroverted. And I was like, oh, she's not having this. She is annoyed and over it and she's like who is this loud little boy in the corner and I was like oh she hates me and I don't remember having a full-blown conversation with you for like months like but I also can't remember the conversation that like that I was like okay this is fine I guess for me um I believe you got hired in into a management position while I was simultaneously working towards a management position. Mm -hmm. And that put a bad taste in my mouth. But then after we actually worked that shift together, I was like, okay, he's fine. Yeah. Like, he's one of my people. Yeah. It was just kind of a decided thing. It It went from, like, I wouldn't even say a mutual hatred. We were just both so fucking intimidated by the other one for no reason. Because I felt the same about you. I'm like, he just, he's like in here kicking ass. Like, why am I even here? And that, oh, I don't remember. How many if times it was we have cried you? together since Oh then. my gosh. <laughs> if it was you that you came downstairs for something and you were like, you were like on a break or whatever. And I was checked out for the day. I was like, I don't care. I'm done. And I think you came downstairs, correct me if I'm wrong, this might have been someone else, and I, like, had all the lights off and was fully watching, like, the Tinkerbell movie. Mm-hmm. And I think you were like, cool, I'm coming to take a nap. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. 
And I think for me, that's when it was like, oh, okay. Like, right. We're like, okay, we both hate it here. So this is off to a good yes. start. And I think we both were very optimistic about like our futures when we yes. were like, when, when I started, I think we both were like, we're going to move up and we're going to be here forever. And mm-hmm. then I was there for like another six months and I was like, I hate this place. Yes. Um, you stayed a little bit longer after I did, but then eventually you were like... I stayed with that company ultimately for five years. Ugh. Imagine. But you, like, eased your way out of it. I did, yeah. And that was, like, doing other things, too. Freelancing, freelance makeup and hair and... I got a different job and attempted to put in a two weeks notice. Our boss got very mad and then... Was like, well, if you don't want to work here, don't come back. And so I came in and got my stuff and left. <laughs> like, which I don't think that he thought I was going to do. Um, but when I put in my two-week notice, he offered me a $50 Target gift card to stay. <laughs> as if I won a raffle. A $50 gift card. Or like Giant Eagle or something. You're like, like he yes. told me I could pick. Um, and so since then we've become very close. Like, like you said, the amount of times that we have cried, not only with each other, but to each other. We've saved each other from bad dates. Oh my God. When I called you and cried. That's the guy that I've been hanging out with. Ah! (laughs) He's back. He's back. Um, and he got money. Yeah. When I called you when I found out that my ex was cheating on me and cried on the bathroom floor and you just like stayed on the phone with me for an hour. Oh my God. It, you literally dropped everything and you were like, um, I'll just listen. Like, And I would do that for you uh, every single day for the rest of your life if you needed me to. God bless. Um, So we've truly come a long way. We have. This podcast has come along. And here we are. And we're not usually sentimental. We are... (laughs) I feel like I have a very dry sense of humor. I'm very sarcastic. Um, I think our personalities differ. And I think the reason that we get along is because I absolutely lead with, like... Brain and gut feeling. Yes. You lead with your heart so hard, like... Oh. <laughs> you you feel everything, everything, and I feel nothing. I feel everybody's everything. And I'm dead inside. <laughs> yes. So it's a really good balance, like, yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, you're, I, I've been there for you when you're like, Lauren, I'm feeling an emotion, and I don't know how to navigate yeah. it, and you've been there for me when I just need someone to remind me, like, who the fuck I am. Yeah. Um, so, it now that we're here, I felt, I guess we felt like, the best way to introduce you guys to what we want to do is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So... I, when your ex had the, I was like, you guys should just sit down and do a podcast. I think it was because we like bounced so well off of each other. Yeah. I think it was just over him just listening to us. But I had no idea what we were going to talk about. Yeah. 
I don't, did you? No, like, none. New, none. like, this could have been anything. Mm-hmm. So, now I feel like we are here to have those fearless and bold conversations. They say things that maybe might be uncomfortable, but need to be said. Where do you... What's your goal for doing this podcast? Like, what do you want out of this? I don't want to sound like a cornball by saying that I want to empower people. But at the same time, who doesn't, you know? Yeah. I feel like I just want people to... So much of this is just us speaking our truth and living our truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that I want that for everybody. I want anybody to feel like they have a voice. I don't feel like everybody has... I want to be that friend that hypes you up mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, you know, Not everybody has that. I want to be that support system for somebody. I have wanted... I think when I was in sixth grade, maybe, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be a daytime talk show host. Absolutely. Had no we clue. We grew up in the age of the daytime talk show. Yeah. And I had no idea how I was going to get there, what it was going to... So my goal for this podcast is to make this my version of that. Mm -hmm. I want to have conversations where maybe we can bring people in that have differences of opinions. I want to get, I want to learn. I want to get educated. I think to be challenged, I want, yes. I want to have open conversations so that people listening can join in. Uh, Like I said, I think I want this to be my Tyra Banks show. Because that's truly what I wanted to be. And like at 12, I was mm-hmm. like, if I could be anybody, it was the host of the Tyra Banks show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I think I, I want this to be our version of that. Our, our little. And see, I love a good like Dear Abby. And it also podcasts feel very 2020. Like yes. talk shows are dead. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to give me a talk show or us a talk show or even just run that idea by us, then they're not dead and I love them. Open to it. Love um, a talk show. But I feel like podcasts are like the new talk show. I feel like mm-hmm. everybody that has anything to say can just like sit in front of a microphone and do that. And I love that. I love like what I look for in a podcast. I just want to feel like I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of my close friends yes having a conversation i love the intimacy of it no laugh track yeah audience whatever that shit's so annoying (laughs) sorry we can't give you guys anything there's nothing hiding under your seat right (laughs) um so one of the questions so we kind of wanted to ask each other a few questions so that we could um, learn something about each other, but also so that you guys can learn stuff about us as well. Um, I'll, hopefully you'll stay with us for the whole ride and learn a lot. Um, but so my first question for you, I'm going to go super like intense right out of the gate in your adult life. When is the last time you felt proud of yourself? 
The most recent time I felt proud of myself. I mean, I feel like I've been talking about it a lot lately, but just finally getting the courage to leave a very toxic, very cyclical relationship that was just like so unserving to all parties involved. Yeah. Um, stepping outside of my comfort zone, which for somebody who struggles with anxiety and depression and I just have major abandonment issues, the idea of I would rather be alone than deal with everything that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just really proud of myself for being able to make that call. Oh, I'm so proud of you enough. too. Thank you. And I know, I mean, you kind of saw or know, you know, a little bit more about how, you know, how things work. I mean, but it's always difficult. Absolutely. So, Any relationship. Yeah. It's never a good thing. So I guess just, yeah, most recently, I'm doing okay. Awesome. Hanging in there. What about you? Um, so my, the... The most recent thing that I've done that I'm I'm proud of myself for, I made a an appointment to go to therapy, mm -hmm. and I'm very excited about it. I found somebody that I think that I will like. Um, I had one previous experience in therapy that was so horrible that it just sort of like completely turned me off to the the thought of it. But then I was that friend that was like, you should totally talk to somebody. It's so healthy. Like, destigmatize it. Right. But then you if it was therapy. like, oh, who's your therapist? I was like, oh, I sis, I don't go. Mm -hmm. Like, You're like, oh, me? No. Um. Yeah, I had this awful, awful man that was like, so clinical, felt nothing, and was like... But you're just, like, you need therapy, my guy. It was terrible. And mm -hmm. so I didn't go for, like, years. So I've recently made an appointment with someone that I think I'm going to vibe with. And I'm like, I'm happy about this because I think it's going to change my life. Even mentally, like feeling like you're on the right track does wonders. Yeah. You know. So I'm excited um, for that. We'll see how it goes, though. Mm -hmm. When is that? Like, um, in a few weeks. Yeah. It, it took, it takes a while to get like a new appointment in. I was going to say, yeah. I but, stuff like that, you can almost feel like it can't come soon enough. And then I would like, there have been so many like times where I would be like, uh, maybe I'll try this person. And then I like would back out of it uh -huh. or never call them back. And this one, I actually made the appointment, set everything up and I, I'm feeling. I cannot tell you how many times I have waitlisted myself at a therapist's office. And not return that voicemail that I get four to six weeks later to like book that consultation. <laughs> so many times. And then you're like, oh, never mind. And then it's like three weeks later and I'm having another mental breakdown, crying on my bathroom floor. <laughs> and I'm like, I should have just booked the appointment. Yep. <laughs> um, so a question that you asked me earlier off, I want to say off camera, but I'm like off <laughs> mic. Um... Was if you were a Powerpuff girl. Which Powerpuff girl would you be? I love asking people this question. And if you don't know the Powerpuff girls, um, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> I, I just, um... so I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer. 
I resonate with each of them individually, but um, Bubbles is just such a mood to me. Like, she is everything. I'm so glad you said Bubbles, because I'm like, that is... Me. That is Lauren. Just, she... It's not that she's dumb. It's that she is just truly in her own fucking world. A little bit naive. Yes. But that's okay. Very naive, very head in the clouds. Um, but just in her Very own emotional. Very emotional. Very, yes. Yeah. Sensitive. I had a conversation with... Sensitive and sleepy. Yes. Me. Me. I had a conversation with... So, we mentioned that we work together. Um, we did not mention that we have since working together at that salon pretty much so followed each other three or four more jobs yeah together. we have just like bounced from job to job and it's like not even been an intentional thing it's just been like here mm-hmm. we are again yeah um so i was talking to an old boss of yours that's my boss still and she was like you and lauren like i couldn't handle the two of you together like it was just too much <laughs> and she was like because she reminds me so much of you and i feel like you guys just bounce off of each other and i was like lauren is she would get mad at me for simply being like if she was mad at you she would be mad at me for just yes (laughs) and she i was like lauren is far more emotional and she was like oh my god lauren she was like lauren's a crier (laughs) and i was like she truly is like such a crier you feel every emotion at Mm -hmm. 200 percent yes and i feel Three emotions at 3%. <laughs> right. You are like bored, horny, hungry. Like that's what you're yeah. great at. Like. Uh, and honestly, with the antidepressants, the horny, like we can almost like wipe mm-hmm. that one completely off. Right. Exactly. And I just always operate on some level of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> An eternal sadness. <laughs> That just the 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 level of sad <laughs> wanes, mm-hmm. but it never is gone. No. And a river of tears. At any given moment. Mm-hmm. I am interested. So before I answer, who if I was a Powerpuff Girl, who do you think I would be? I think that you would definitely be a blossom just because you're such a leader i so when i was younger i was like i love bubbles and she's so cute Mm -hmm. and i think i was a bubbles as a kid yes and then i was like i think i grew up and became a buttercup (laughs) see and i had a feeling you were gonna say buttercup but that wouldn't be my answer so i respect the blossom answer because i i am very bossy but (laughs) Here we are. I'm him. That is who I would be. Oh my god, yeah. I know that wasn't I mean, an option. No, but by all means. Like. That still counts. I am him on the outside, fuzzy lumpkins on the outside. Him on the inside, fuzzy lumpkins on the outside. Oh my god, like, yeah. could not give a shit mm-hmm. on the outside, but... Like a sassy, possibly trans lobster yeah. on the inside. I don't really know what gender ambiguous, non binary, mm-hmm. like gender non conforming lobster. From what hell. a. Yeah. That's first cute. of all, 
<laughs> what an introduction. I think it's so crazy because I feel like our generation, when it was like, oh, I identify as like non-binary. People were in our age bracket were just like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's because of him from Powerpuff Girls. Because we were just 200%. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because he had a full goatee and then like thigh-high leather boots. Ariana what Grande. A look. Like, Ariana <laughs> from the neck down. Like. <laughs> that, I'm screaming. This just left your body. <laughs> oh my god. Ariana Grande with a beard. Yeah. That's hilarious. Pete from the neck up. Ari from... Screaming. Why? Why did I... I... I just love that character. I know that he's a bad guy, but like... I don't know why. I just resonate with it. Do you want to know how old I am? I am so old that I made a King of the Hill reference at work the other day. And um, there's a young man in the office who has no idea what that show is. So I know the show. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an episode though. Oh my God. I mean, Brittany Murphy is my queen. So you R. I. P. to a real know one. that I've seen every episode. Yeah, I've never watched it. I just... I don't think it would be your jam. It's very hillbilly. <laughs> but it's like... I don't know. I don't yeah. Um, fully aware of it, but like just... It never struck me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was not... It would make you feel like you were living back with your mom. Oh, yeah. Can't live, can't live that lifestyle. <laughs> um... Speaking of things that we watched when we were little, though, if there was a film or television series or something that traumatized you as a child, what would it be? I already know this answer. So there was... You've been sitting on this for like two hours ready to go. Yeah. I talk about this all the time. Um, There's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Didn't they just reboot that? Actually, I think it's an episode... uh, No, Goosebumps is the book. Yeah, an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm -hmm. I believe that they did reboot it. Um, The episode took place in like an old-timey theater. Mm -hmm. And Gilbert Gottfried was working the... He was the ticket master. Uh Um, And for whatever reason, just his shrill voice and the smoke machine, you couldn't see his face. You just saw the outline of his really fucking curly hair. Oh, my God. And this short little man and this really shrill voice just absolutely made every hair on my body stand up. Oh, my God. I forgot all about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. So, now that you've said that, do you know what? Where instantly my mind went? So weird. Do you remember that show on Disney? I remember it, but I don't remember like any episodes or anything like that. So, it's on Disney Plus. So, I need you to get traumatized. It felt like um, a... The creepiness of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like that level of like... Okay. Like early courage. Mm -hmm. Before it like got so silly. Of like... Early courage definitely shook me. Terrifying. Return the slab. Mm Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Cats. The the cat that kind of looked like a fox. So scary. 
that talks, right? Has um, like a really deep voice. Do you know what episode still scares the piss out of me to this day? Is the episode where Eustace takes Courage to the diner and the pig is like, it's a pig at, who works at the diner. Uh-huh. And yes. he's like, I'm going to yeah. take you down and like put you in the meat grinder. That uh-huh. is terrifying. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't it like pigs with Brooklyn mean, accents. I like, like anything, I think, with a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> it, yeah. That was a, so weird though. That was a, a show that was like on too late. Like I should have been in bed. Yeah. Um, I used to be very afraid of Chucky as a child. Um, now I love the movies. Um, I think that they're so ridiculous. I did not like the reboot. They're iconic at this point, yeah. Um, no, trash. But, oh, I was terrified of Chucky. Like, and I think I saw maybe 10 minutes of the movie, like, accidentally on TV once. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think so weird. Because it was, like, something that I wanted to be interested in. Like, paranormal, spooky-ooky. But too creepy for, like, kids. It. Yeah, like, okay, Nickelodeon, Why? Or, um, Don't Look Under the Bed, the Disney movie, that also terrified me. And I was not afraid of the boogeyman until that, like, that movie. But then I also got a pet turtle once and named it Francis, after the character in that movie. And everybody was like, why is your turtle named Francis? (laughs) And you're like, hello, do you live under a rock? Right. I don't know what happened to that turtle. Yikes. It was not fun though. That's why Max having a turtle to have pets because I don't want to be the person that's like, "Hey, my dog killed your fucking hamster." Having a turtle was fun for like thirty minutes. The thing about turtles, I have had a pet turtle several. They live forever. Yes. Which is great, but it's I just don't think that people understand what a commitment it is at all. At all. Do you have any irrational fears? Fears that aren't irrational to you, but like when you talk about them, you're like, I know that this is, people are like, that is not scary. Probably so many. I would say my fear of being alone is completely fucking irrational and something that I just need to settle into at this point. Um, I'm afraid of fish. You're afraid of fish? Yeah, I will not, I, yeah, I will not get into, I love an ocean, I love a beach, love a lake vibe. None of that for me. Um, will not get in. Uh, if I cannot see through the water, I'm not going. So I don't really know how to swim, so the water's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like, the aquarium. Yeah. Because I love seeing, like, the big creatures. Like, I love a manatee. Mm -hmm. Um, But what gives me, even as a child, like, unparalleled anxiety was, like, the the fish aisle at a pet store where there's tanks on both sides of you. Mm -hmm. I don't fuck with that. Because the glass is going to break and they're all going to come out and get me. That was what my mind, like... I think that's why I can fuck with the aquarium because most aquariums are like on one side, Mm -hmm. 
my sister went to the aquarium I think it's the Newport Aquarium mm-hmm. where like you walk, oh, you walk through, through and yes. under you're like underneath like the shark enclosure mm-hmm. and you, I don't fuck with that. I don't I want to be like immersed in the fish. I need them on one side of me so that I know that this wall behind me is not like I got, I have an escape route. Right. I respect that. I just, ugh. I don't like them. Even on Animal Crossing, I don't like fishing. Like, no, I don't fuck with them. I'm a Pisces, so I love a water vibe. Mm. As long as the water is clear, I'm good. But the thing is where we're from, I have seen so many god-awful things pulled out of the bodies of water around here. Catfish. Bodies. Water snakes. Bodies. Body parts. Ugh. um, That just... The it's idea far of like a water snake. How do you get fucking traction in water? Get out of like. Have you seen go to hell. the the like? They're like the inflatable things that like one person lays on one end. Oh, it's like a blob. And then the other person jump. jumps, and they like fly into Heavy like weights. a lake. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with that. No. I don't want to be propelled. Anywhere, first People of all. Who will go I need to be in on control. the back of a boat, off the back of a boat. Okay, so you're telling me that you have no genuine concern about the propeller just wrapping you all the way up? Like, it makes no sense. I've seen Final Destination. Yep, I'm good. That's why I don't get in tanning beds. Thank you. Do you remember that? That was like, that was at the height of tanning bed, like, popularity. And I was like, I ain't getting trapped in there. Nope. Or. The the movie with Brandy and Jennifer Love Hewitt, where she also gets trapped in a tanning bed. I have no idea. Oh my god! I still know what you did last summer. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. No. No. I'm not doing it. Is tanning even open right now? Probably. I mean, I got a spray tan. Hmm. Now I'm like, ooh, I don't want skin cancer. But back then. I was like, I just don't want to die. Yeah. Um, so my last question for you is obviously the most important. What's the first CD or album that you purchased? Like, that what was I your first? Purchased? Maybe not for yourself, but like, what was your first, you know, that you wanted? The first CD that I ever asked for and got was the Backstreet Boys Black and Blue album. Is that the album with the call? Yes, it is. That's my favorite Brack. My favorite Brack Street. Brack Street Boys. <laughs> my favorite Backstreet Boys song is The Call, which I think is the one where the, honestly, there's a fart in it, right? Honestly, The Call walked so Marvin's room could run. My mind I said what the fuck I said. Whoa. Wig flu. Yeah. I said it. Oh my god. My first album... I think everybody that was my age, their first album was Baby One More Time. Oh my god. But that was my second album. And everybody's always shocked. They're like, how was that not your first? And I'm like, because Brandy Never Say Never was my first. I was gonna say. And I think that that is that just that defines me 
Brandy and then Britney Spears back to back. The first Destiny Child Destiny's Child album was like a huge one for me. Ugh. What's your favorite Destiny's Child song? I mean, Say My Name just is, like, if you can, like, sum up the fucking, like, my childhood into one song. Say My Name is great, but I don't think anything gets me as hype as Lose My Breath. True. That's a good one, too. Do you have a favorite Britney album or song? Hmm. Lucky is my favorite Britney song yes! ever of all time. The taste jumped out. Um, and the fucking music video. At the dress seven, that she's at seven, being oh like, I'm, I'm depressed too, Britney. I I'm get depressed, it, and then, girl. and now look, look at us now. We manifested that shit. <sighs> Free Britney. Free Lucky. We need her. Oops is also my favorite album. Mm-hmm. It is like. 10 out of 10, every single song. No skips. Oh I could. God, Britney Spears. I'm only, I'm committing to it now. Only listening to 90s and early, early 2000s music this week. If it came out. That's all I ever listened to. I know. If it came out prior to me being in the seventh grade, not in rotation. This I week. have a playlist on Spotify called Middle School Dance. With things like Laffy Taffy on it. Oh my god. Um, and like the Yin Yang twins. Where are they at? I really liked Usher too. Confessions. Little Burn. I. You got a bad. Oh my, my god. My boo. My boo. That was my ringtone for like, I think my whole eighth grade year. I'm trying to think of like. I don't remember having like a one specific song that sticks out as a ringtone, but I have very vivid memories of my freshman year in high school, which was ended up being the only year that I went to like a real high school. Um, not because I dropped out. <laughs> um, I graduated early, but I have very vivid memories of riding the bus to school on with my it had to have been an ipod touch at that point mm-hmm. like britney spears gimme more takes me back but not in the way that jennifer lopez um do it well every time i hear that song i'm like it's 30 degrees and i'm getting on the school bus I wanted to be Jennifer Lopez in that shiny silver dress. Mm. Did you know that Waiting for Tonight is a cover? Oh, what? Somebody else. That was somebody else's song, girl. No, I refuse to believe that. And it's not good. But, yes. And then, all of the songs that I love by Celine Dion are covers. What? All by myself. A cover. Oh, I knew that. Um, be, is it... Uh, because you love me? No, not that's that not one. Cover? That's not a cover, but um, I Drove All Night. A cover of a Cindy Lauper song. Like, what? What is the song that I learned last night that was a cover that I was like, I my life is a lie. Because... I mean, she's an icon. It's all coming back to me now. 
That's a cover girl. No. Oh my god. I just remember my mom listening to that album and I'm like, what did my father do to you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. In the music video where the guy dies on the motorcycle. Mm. And if that's not what this podcast is about, death on motorcycles. (laughs) Just kidding. We're changing the name. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Motorcycle death. That's all we're talking about. Road accidents. In entertainment. Do you ever watch those like videos of people of their like dash cams mm-hmm. where like accidents happen? Mm-hmm. That is like. That's enough to make me want to sell my car and never. It like gives me the same energy as like that's the thirty year old version of like. Watching fight videos in high school. Mm-hmm. Watching cars crash. And being like, oh, it was her. The white car. <laughs> right. She pulled out. Uh-huh. And then like watching a car try to go around somebody and then like hitting the the thing and like flipping over. And you being like, girl. I was at Easton last night and fully watched a woman go the wrong way down a one-way street. And then parallel park facing the wrong way. Every other car was facing south. She parallel parked facing north. Do you remember the at Easton, which is a mall, the the I think there was only one parking garage back in the day. Mm-hmm. The parking garage that had the it looked like a car had crashed into the parking garage. So like the back of the car was like hanging oh, out. Yes. Yeah. Not a fan. No, and like what was that for? How did it to me, like why wouldn't it have crashed? Going out of the garage? Like, how did it get up on the third floor to crash going into the into, garage? Yeah, how did that? Wow. What a whirlwind. Mall art installations. Well, I hope that you guys continue to listen because this is the kind of shit that you're going to hear all the time. Stream of consciousness, crazy, funny intense emotional political challenging we're gonna challenge you to challenge yourselves we're gonna challenge each other and ourselves and i'm gonna challenge you to subscribe to this podcast so that every time a new episode comes out you get notified and that's on quarantine sis i just dabbed no one can see it but i just dabbed Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Fab. For more Fab episodes, be sure to subscribe and of course, rate the podcast five stars because what else would you do?